welcome to the Big Daddy Podcast. I am Cap Thurm. I am joined by my co-host, the Commish. Commish, how are we doing today? How is the Commish doing today? That's a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, oh, oh, do I hear theme music in the background, Jart? I think I do. God, oh, my don't God. Don't fucking remind me. shit folks it's bolt up bolt up how we doing today my friend what's up baby how we doing welcome to the podcast uh good to be here we uh we got a couple questions for you we got a couple things to talk about first up i do want to bring up something that uh me and jart were talking about we uh we were looking through old archives just curious about the legacy of bolt up since you're such a such a big team in the league you're one of the og4 so I'm just going to read a couple statistics off to you and uh, just get your opinion on them. My good sir, in your tenured career in 44 matchups, you are 31-13. and 13. You have three playoff appearances, two top three finishes, and zero championships won. Now, I, sh- I should add real quick, um, I was a dumbass back in 2020, and I accidentally created a new Big Daddy instead of uh, bringing back the old one. So I actually made a whole separate league. I didn't realize I could just restart the league. Uh, so that doesn't count the uh, legendary 2018 season, the four-team league. And uh, I don't think that counts the uh, 2019 season either, uh, the one that had uh, Seth uh, win it all. So. so- with such, with such a history team bolt up, what goes into building a top tier franchise? And why haven't you done anything with it? Uh, let me just say right now, bolt up is just the standard for success. You know, we may have not eclipsed the mountain, we may, may have not climbed to the tippity top, but we've gotten absolutely gypped. One year is Kalen Balaj, one year is Tyler Lockett. You know, we're going to get there. We got the team to do it this year. We've also set the all-time record for a regular season. I mean, probably have the most oh, wins. Oh, 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 wait, 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 that, wait, wait, that, wait. Is that the regular season, Chuck? Now, <laughs> Man, I, I'm a, I'm a Bruins fan, okay? I watched my team put up arguably the greatest regular season the sport of hockey has ever seen. And you know what they did with it, Matthew? Yeah. Exactly. And that's you. That is you. You're in and you're out, Chuck. You haven't done anything. Anything. We'll see about this year. No. No, you know what? The question, it's, it's... Let me get back to the question. Was How does Bolt Up maintain the standard of success through Big Daddy? Just every year he's recognized as probably the best team in the league. You know, one year maybe Seth. Who cares? Who, who cares? But the secret is... Secret. Bolt up will forever be the best. Bolt up this year is going to win a championship. We're probably going back to back next year. You know, we're active in the market. And I rely on my GM. I rely on my scouting department. We're built from the bottom up. We got depth. Our whole front office is committed to winning. And it's a team effort. And we're just all, all hands on deck, ready to go every year, every week, every day, every second of the day. We're looking at trades, look at the waivers. We're maximizing our roster, and we're not taking a second for granted in the great league of Big Daddy. Because if you do, time will pass you by. Your time in this league could be up any given day. Let me just tell you something. Hold on. Let me just tell you something. You're in and you're out, Matthew. The time has been wrong. All right. So why is this year any different? 
this year, if you look at the roster, past years, you know, we've, we've built great rosters. We've built great rosters. But this year, if you take a look at this team, we're not even getting started yet. We got Bijan Robinson. We got Austin Eckler, who hasn't even been playing yet. Both up as the top scorer, 160, 150, 127. Without Austin Eckler. Without Austin Eckler. We got Jameer Gibbs. He's his rookie year. He's getting started. He's getting snaps. Snaps are coming up. Keenan Allen is looking to be a top five wide receiver this year. You know, I know he's old. I know it's probably not going to be sustainable. But it's Keenan fucking Allen. We get Devontae Smith, underdog. You know what? And he's actually available to all the big daddy members out there listening to the podcast. He is available. Both ups always looking to make trades. And my Ooh, big perhaps a perhaps a Sam trade Laporta. with the commission must be in order. Yeah, if you give me Josh Jacobs. No. Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Dog. 22 points. Rookie. That's, that's what Bolton does. He looks to the waiver wire. It's all about the draft, but it's also about the waiver wire, you know? You can draft a great team, but you could draft a third-round value off the waivers, and that's how you can make trades. You can't build a great team by just the draft. You have to get value off the waivers. You have to get win trades. It's just the bolt-up way, and this year is just looking like a really stacked roster, and we're, we're just getting started. Just getting started. So uh, then I do have a quick question because I know the commish won't want to ask it himself. But uh, <laughs> take us through this week's win. I, I hate to say it because he's right here, but dominant. Absolutely dominant. It was a dominant win, you know. And, you know, maybe the knock on both up this year is that his opponents haven't really scored that many points. We faced Team Ash, 100 points. Commish, 75 points. Commish got a win last week. Congratulations, Commish, on your first win since week 11. But nothing you could do when you're playing both up. You know, it's great to start off 3-0. and Early in the year, everyone's freaking out. Oh, am I 0-2? Am I 0-3? I'm 1-2. Oh, no. Guess what? Last year, both up started 1-6, and and we won out the rest of the season. Until the playoffs, I know. Until the playoffs, I know. But it's not about how you start. It's about, it's about how you finish. And well, up, well the, the, commish, uh, the commish certainly knows a lot about that. Uh, several years back, the commish was in a – Let's just say he was mid. Uh, the commission trades arguably probably his entire team at the deadline shakes things up. This is 2020. The commission goes on a run. Same thing happened in 2021. I went all the way to the championship game before uh, before I got absolutely destroyed by Team Ash. That's probably been the last time he actually cared about this league. Um, but you know what? The commission is no stranger to slow starts. Um, you know, and sometimes it requires a massive shakeup and I'm, you know, I've traded my first round pick like three straight years. So, um, you know, I'm going to, the commission's going to have to shake his roster up and you know what, the, you know, just like bolt up last year. I mean, as much, as bad of a season as I had last year, I'm already off to a better start this year because I've actually won a game prior to week 11. So you know, with with bolt up, with bolt up, it 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 it's just you know he has a good team. I will admit, I uh, I messed up by uh, by calling my shot. But you know what? In a way, you have to be confident in your team, okay? And unfortunately, I failed to put up eighty points. But my team's also injured. You know, Burrow's not a hundred percent. Ayuk didn't play. Waller dropped a big fat like five points. Admittedly, it was not the best week for the commish, okay? Um, but you know what? You know what? 
I'm going to go on that kind of run again in 2020, 2021, where I'm just kind of in the in the middle of the pack and I make a few moves, you blow it up even, and and I, I'm going to make a run. And, you know, I think Bolt Up, you, you kind of did that last year, right? What did you say? You were one and six? Something like that. It was bad. Yeah. So, look, sometimes you have to do that in fantasy because this, your team's not going to cut it. So you just have to blow it up throw it into the incinerator and, 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 you know, work with what you have now. And, and sometimes you get lucky. I mean, admittedly 2020, I just got hot, you know, like I, I wasn't, my team wasn't the best on paper, but it was just the right combination. It was probably a stroke of luck in 2021. Cause I beat Matthew cause of tower locket. Um, and, 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 you know, sometimes that's what fantasy football is all about is just getting hot. It's not having the best team. Because, you know, with injuries and, and the waiver wire, your team in week one could look drastically different than the way it does by the end of the season. So, you know, kudos to Bolt Up. It was a good win for him, but uh, the commission will be back. So, Bolt Up, I'm going to ask you my last uh, my last question before I toss the inquiries over to Jay Hart. You have a very big game coming up this next week against Cabo, fresh off of a win off of yours truly, myself. Um, what's the what's the sort of mindset heading into a, a big matchup like this? I mean, he's you're ranked one, he's ranked fourth right now. This is this is a potential playoff matchup we're seeing here. What uh, what's the, what's the it mindset? Is, it is, it is. You know, I just love Cabo Lave. He's a great guy in the fantasy community. Agreed. Well, I mean, he's a great guy in the Big Daddy community, the BDF inside. Yeah, I mean, he that guy, you know, underrated. You know, he's a past he champion. He runs the insider. He's like our head of PR, and he's just an overall great guy. We love having having Cabo in the league. He is. He is. And uh, to prepare for this matchup, you know, we're just gonna go how, how about go about how we do it every single week, day in and day out. We're gonna start up top with the coaching staff. Nikhil Patel is gonna give us a great scouting report on Cabo Lave, and we're gonna score some fucking points. And both up's gonna play some defense. You know, both up. Oh, his opponents haven't scored that many points. You know, we play defense, right? We get the scouting reports. Fantasy football, defense wins championships. If you score more than your opponent, you win, right? People may say, oh, that's not in your control. It's totally in your control. It's the intimidation factor. It's picking up players off the waiver wire. So, Cabo Lave, you know, actually, I want to spoil this. Me and Cabo Lave had a trade earlier in the season. It was uh, Devontae Smith and Traylon Burks, $25 fob for Chris Olave. But, you know, he's the branded guy, so he couldn't go through with it. Sorry for spoiling that trade, Kabbalave, but it's probably not going through now, so why not just let it loose into the big daddy media? But I'm excited. Kabbalave, he's a veteran. He's won a championship. I have not, and uh, we're going to prove our worth this week. All right, built up. I'll take the questions on now. Uh, my first question for you is, uh, how would you evaluate the performance of your general manager, uh, one Calvin Lupo? Kevin Lupo. I mean, who, who was not at the draft, I should add. He was not at the draft. He's a no-show to the draft. He's actually the assistant general manager, to Mr. Peter Petropoulos, who's been just working day in and day out. He's been making some great moves up there. Calvin Lupo, um, yeah, he's on a paid vacation right now. Uh, we're not going to worry about him right now. Um, is there is there no something going on that we don't know about within the Bulltub organization? Is, he on, is, is Mr. Calvin Lupo on paid leave? He is on paid leave. My goodness. What, you know, without pushing too far, you know, why? 
Is this something that the league should be concerned about? No, it's not something the league should be concerned about. It's just his commitment to the team. Last year, he was wavering between joining another organization and spoiling the bolt-up hidden secrets to his success. And, you know, the bolt-up fund office, we work really hard and uh, on our craft, and we don't take that too lightly. So he's on vacation. He's out. I don't know where he is, probably in, like, Australia, maybe Cabot. I don't know, but he's on paid leave. We're still paying him because, you know, both up, we bring in the ratings. We're probably the richest franchise in uh, Big Daddy. But, um, yeah, easy. And no further questions about Lupo at this time. Very unfortunate to hear that. Mr. Lupo has been a valuable asset to the Bolt Up organization for quite some time now. We're going to turn our attention, uh, Bolt Up, towards the uh, Dolls and JP debacle. Oh. And, um, you know, obviously, you're my co-commissioner, right? So you and I both dealt with this with this, uh, with this, this issue head on. Um, you know, what is your take on, on the way things have shook out? And do you think that you would have changed anything had we uh, had we gone with a different approach? I would not have changed anything, and uh, I hate to call Dolls out right now. I heard him on the podcast last week, and it just sucks sitting there listening to the podcast while this guy is just spewing out this nonsense. You know, as a co-commish, I have a responsibility to look in the best interest of the league. And he's going to come on this podcast and lie about the league, Great League of Big Daddy, while, you know, the commission, the co-commission, we're out countless nights having meetings, we're spending the Big Daddy funds, you know, we're working for the best of the league, and then we got this guy, Mike Cockroach, really bad, who split up JP violently. He lied to JP. I'll say, I got proof of that, you know. We both have proof of that. There's proof that Dolls tried to gaslight JP into splitting up instead of just being man to man face to face oh i don't want to work with you no he had to gaslight him and splitting up and then the commissioner and the co-commissioner actually had to step in and do it for him we gave him the chance he wouldn't do it and now all this drama started and you know what i love to see i love to see jp winning and i love to see my cockroach really bad losing you love to see it JP. yeah that's that's right uh, jp in the power rankings this week. jp oh, really bad. jp took a lot of flack for uh for hoisting the championship uh, belt at the draft, JP, if I'm not mistaken, is two and one. He is, yes. he is indeed two and one. Two and one. And not only is he two and one, but as it stands right now, he is ranked fifth in the league and currently does hold a playoff spot. Exactly. You know, like it, and and what are what is dolls in Emerald? Where, where are they? You love to see JP absolutely fleecing my cockroach here, back. Yeah, Raheem no. That, yeah, well, well, well. Allow me to to mention that Raheem Mostert should technically be mine. Raheem Mostert was almost a big step of this week as well. Uh, I Dolls is incredibly lucky, incredibly Dulls, lucky. Last year he was supposed to do the punishment. The scandal after scandal with this guy. I and, know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He was has that the guts like to come on this podcast? He has a history. He has a history of of these incidents, and and quite frankly, I've been generous and I've let him off the hook. I was going to take him to the committee. I was going to be like, "Dolls, you offered me that trade." Instead, I find him twenty five dollars, and that's fine. And I'm I'm pissed now because Raheem Mostert is going off. Right? I mean, back to back weeks, he's had great games, and. You know, instead I'm sitting there playing uh, Alexander Madison, who hasn't done shit this season. So, you know, 
you live, you learn. I'm uh, very disappointed in the uh, Dolls and Amaral organization. One, side, one more incident of this matter, and we are going to have to take it to the committee. The Big Daddy legal team, uh, fronted by one Dan Hewer, uh, will not tolerate any of this. And, uh, you know, Dolls knew. Dolls knew when he offered me, you know, he, he, offered, he offered that trade. I accepted. And then he's like, oh, wait, let me check real quick. Now, you know, I'm under the impression that he already talked to Amaral about it. That's why he offered the trade, right? So, so you know, I, I threatened to take it to the committee, and Dulles knows I'll win in the committee because I have the facts, and I have a legitimate reason. And, and Dulles is lucky I was generous because I was going to take him to the committee over something so fucking stupid, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. But anyway, I have one final question for you, Mr. Boltup. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't pertain to fantasy football at all. Actually, it 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 it, it does pertain to football, um, but not fantasy. You're a big yeah. Seth Rollins fan, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, how do you feel knowing that Seth Rollins spends every Sunday depressed as fuck? What? Seth Rollins is a known Chicago Bears fan. Yeah. Um, if you followed Seth Rollins on Twitter, which I know you don't, Every Sunday when the Bears lose, which so far they're 0-3, he tweets out, I hate football. Well, How does that make Bears. you feel? And you know what team the Gunther Bears. roots for? You know what team Gunther roots for, Chuck? What does he root for? Probably the uh, the like 49ers. No, he's a 49ers fan. He's definitely a Steelers yeah, he's fan. He's a bandwagon. But you know what, Seth Rollins? They're going to they're gonna tank. They're going to get Caleb Williams because Justin Fields. You know, I was looking at him uh, in the Big Day draft, actually. I wanted to take him. I took him in some other leagues. That guy just fucking – he just sucks. And maybe it's the coaching. I don't know what it is, but they are just a dumpster fire. Hopefully they get the first overall pick because they just sucked. DJ Morris, he, he needs to get out of there. He's too good of a player to be there. I don't All right. know. All right, Mr. Bolt up. I, I, do, I do have one final question, actually, before we send you Bolt up. Um, do you have any idea, and can you give us the inside scoop on what this week's game of the week is going to be? Ooh. It will be released uh, Wednesday, probably around 7 to 9 p.m. I mean, I know the people may be looking at bolt-up versus Cabal holdouts, but there's a lot of good games out there. There is a lot of good games. Oh, what a throw. And, uh, Sorry. Um, let me look at these matchups right here. Oh, oh. Team... What do we got? Commish versus Full Chubbs. That's going to be a blowout. Sorry, Commish. Mm, Team Gay, 50 Shades. Championship rematch. You know what I want to see? I want to see Broncos country get back to 500 and absolutely demolish my Cockroach really bad this week. Agreed. That's what I want to mm, see. Yeah, that, Agreed. That, that, will be, uh, that will be quite the story. All right, bolt up. Any uh, final statements or words you have for the uh, the audience? Um, I just want to say it was really fun laying the smackdown on my cockroach really bad. It was really awesome blowing them out by sixty points. If you're listening, dolls, saying George Pickens fucking outscored my whole team. Well, he did, and he did it without Austin Eckler too. So it could have been two hundred. So fuck you, dolls, and uh, Big Daddy. I just want to say I really love Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Changed my life, man. Big Daddy is the greatest league of all time, and it will continue to be the greatest league of all time. Big Daddy 
the page is taken off this year. If anyone has any suggestions, any posts they want to post to the Big Daddy page, DM Big Daddy. Big Daddy for life, man. Thanks, Commissioner. Thanks for having me on here. Thank you so much, Bolt Thank Up. Thank you, Bolt Up. We appreciate it. Yep, sure and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again sometime. Yep. All right, take All care. Right, All right. That was Bolt Up. Okay. 3-0 uh, and o Bolt Up. <clears throat> I'm getting into it because I said I was going to. Now... Uh, Jay Hart and I were talking about this earlier, but for those of you who do not know, I, along with uh, Buffy, am a Denver Broncos fan. Yes, so he and he's a Mets fan, so it's Mets like a fan. double whammy. So you, you can imagine how, how hard of a struggle I'm having right now, but this is just a vent I need to get off of my chest. First of all, I don't care what any of you little fucking Twitter hogs say and what the fuck you're saying out of your little hole while you're sitting there at your fucking monitor jacking off into your fucking cum rag. Russell Wilson is not the problem. I don't care what any of you are saying. He's a top 10 passer this year, at least in passing yards. Passing rating probably, too, because he's been doing really well. Sure, he's not the Russ of old. He can't run outside of the pocket every single play, extend it as long as he can. But that's okay. Sean Payton, as an offensive coordinator, or not as an offensive coordinator, but as a coach, should let his offensive coordinator know to design more of a pocket passing style, which with Sean Payton was the case with Drew Brees for so many years. So you'd assume that's not an issue, and it's not. It's not all Russ's fault, although he has been a little slow to the line sometimes, but, you know, that's an easy fix if you just, like, do an up-tempo type pace. Sean Payton or fucking Vance Joseph have to go after this week. I don't care what anyone says. I would I would argue it should be Vance Joseph. I think it should be Vance Joseph, but if we somehow find a way to get even worse, maybe even Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton's an extreme, and we really don't need to go there. But I think we can't bring him in to completely fucking bash our old coach to have an extremely, even worse start than Hackett did. Hackett was 2-1 and one by this time last year, which isn't insane, but still pretty, definitely better than we're doing this year. So as a Denver Broncos fan, we either figure the fuck out what we're doing this week or we get rid of Vance Joseph. That's the first thing. Second thing is we just completely revamp the culture. The culture's got to change. Sean Payton needs to stop bashing on Rush, Russ so much. It's getting out of hand, and I don't know if the entire reason he was brought in was to bash on Rush and tank for Caleb Williams, uh, which if it is, I guess it's okay. I don't see the point in it really, but I mean, I understand if we do do it. But seriously, Denver Broncos, this has got to be the week. we got to either figure out what we're doing right now or somebody's got to go. Yeah, no, I, I definitely uh... – Definitely agree with that. Uh, with that assessment of the Denver Broncos, it's been a very painful month. Uh, well, I would have said at least the state of Colorado has the Buffaloes. Uh, they also lost. So did uh, my they got fighting. Irish. Quite frankly, they. I don't even know who got embarrassed more. Actually, the Broncos or the or the Buffaloes. Uh, the Buffaloes. Prime Prime was two and zero. Oh, with with the amount of talk, and, and I was I was shit. seeing videos from uh, Oregon's. Uh, like social media of Colorado talking mad trash before uh, before the game. Yeah. And then to, to go I, – and I was watching this game live. I mean, this game, Bo Nix literally – Just dismantled. Un, it was unbelievable. And I, I almost – there's a part of me that saw it coming because – It had to happen the week The week before, the week before, they played Colorado State. It was right? way too close. Great. This was a great game. Now, I was out delivering Uber Eats. I come home. It's the fourth quarter. 
Colorado State's up by multiple scores. And I'm like, okay, Dion, like eventually they'll get it going. And to his credit, they did. But it's Colorado State, you know, where you need to, to win on a on a touchdown in in a in you know in overtime against Colorado State at home. Now I get it; it's a rivalry game. Sure, that's fine. But but you know, Deion Sanders is building something great in Colorado. It's mm-hmm. just too early uh, to to uh, to give him all that hype and because they haven't quite earned it. To just his yet. to his credit. He did say the other day that this is the worst that the program's going to be at, which yeah. is true with him there. This is definitely going to be their worst year. It's year one. He's building up to Colorado. Now, the fact that they're 2-1 and one to start off his tenure there, not bad. You know, you, you take you take the wins where you can get them. Um, but I think I think him and the entire team got way too big for his britches. I think, I think Shadur got way too, way too excited after that win over Colorado State. And you know what? I you know who was the first person that the second I heard him say it, I thought that Colorado State was gonna lose, maybe not the blowout this week, was when he was on that podcast with Primetime. Tom Brady told him he was like he's gotta get back in that film room and get out of that car that he's been flashing off. So I mean, not saying that Tom predicted it, but I mean if you got Tom Brady telling you to do something and you clearly aren't doing it, I mean, who's surprised with I I will say this. I will say this because um, I I don't have a problem with the program. No, not at all. It's 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 a good thing that Deion Sanders is doing with that program because okay. Colorado, for the longest time, has been just you know a, a staple of mediocrity in the mm-hmm. Pac-12 and in West Coast college football. But I like I said, I don't have a problem with Colorado the program, but with the amount of media attention and maybe this is partially also my fault just for the way I consume it. Because now it's transitioned from from Colorado after oh, they please please don't bring that bitch up. Do yeah. not say. I, I don't even story. have I don't even have to say it. And yeah. he already knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. And next week it'll be something else, and the week after it'll be something after that. It's it's just the way it is. And you know what? That naturally adds to your resentment of of something. Yeah. And so, you know, the Colorado program they're going to be good in the future. Oh yeah. You know they'll they'll be bowl eligible this year. Yeah, I think they only need two or three more wins and it'll be bowl eligible. But the, uh, you know, they haven't quite, in my opinion, at least they haven't quite earned that national spotlight no, that, that they've been given. Not. Now they do have a big game against USC on Saturday. So I guess we'll see chance there. I don't think it's a great chance, but there's a chance. Yeah. I mean, it's it, raining Heisman trophy winner mm-hmm. coming in the boulder, right? It's a home Denver game Bronco. So, it's I mean, a, he's getting used to Colorado anyway. Yep. So it's a bowl game. Um, or a bowl game. It's a, a home game. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see, you know. I mean, if they if they had beaten Oregon on the road, which is no no easy task, um, and then they went and, and beat UC or uh, USC, then maybe. And I would say that they definitely would have deserved that uh, that national spotlight. But they could very well be three and two. So we'll see uh, how that game goes. I know it's not fantasy football related, but um, I am going to bring up something fantasy football related because I brought it up to you and I brought it up to your co-commissioner earlier before we started recording. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm calling someone out. And again, I can call this person out because I do have a better record than them. Mr. Owen Ash, my good sir, you're Owen three. Have you had a single week so far where you've put up over 100 points? I'm actually going to look that up right now. Are over over like 110 points. I know you didn't this week. 
Uh, let's see last week if my sleeper would work with me. Last week, you put up the exact same 107. How about the week before? Uh, you put up 96. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should have to trade with everyone and shouldn't have to be forced into doing something with everyone, but at least have the courtesy when somebody's inquiring over your players. Let me let me say this. Message. Let me also say this is that before the draft, Boltup and I engaged in some uh, some negotiating, right? Yes. We made the mistake of kicking Nate McCormick out of the league because we we didn't think he did a whole lot in the league. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in favor of Owen, you know, who we thought would, would, would do more than he's doing. So, um, you know, and we're happy that Nate's back in the league. But, yeah. Owen, you're not exactly proving our point either. Yeah. Listen, I'm not asking for much. I don't need you to accept any offer I'm giving you. All I'm asking is you look at what I've sent you. Because if, in, in all fairness, what I'm offering you would help you. At least a marginal, marginal amount. Because, I mean, Justin Fields ain't cutting it for you. Uh, your tight end is a fucking shitter. And your flexes are god-awful. So, I mean, if, if, if there was someone who you would be able to talk to or should be talking to, it's me. Because I've been willing to sell my players for the last three weeks. So, I mean, get your shit together, figure it out, because I'm trying to help you here. And, you know, if you want to do something to get yourself kicked out of the league, by all means, go ahead. Make my comp lighter. But, hey, that's what I got to say. Yeah. Um, I will say this. The Big Daddy roster will be reevaluated at the start of next year. And I can make that guarantee now and have the full support of both up. He'll agree with me that we're going to, I'm not guaranteeing any changes, but we're going to evaluate the roster and see if we can improve it in terms of in terms of who's in the league, not in terms of, you know, anything like that. But in terms of who's in the league, we're going to cuz we have a lot of interest, you know, there are people that want to be in this league. Oh yeah. You know, and and it's not fair that we have people in this league. And I'm not naming anyone specific. But it's not fair that we have people in this league that don't do anything when there are people that want to be in this league and that will know will do stuff. So that's all I'm going to say about that is that we're going to be re we're going to be evaluating, you know, uh, the amount of activity that every uh, person in the Big Daddy roster has uh, before the draft next year, just to just to ensure that we have the most competitive league possible. I think that's fair. That's definitely fair. All right, now that we've gotten everything else out of the way, well, this is definitely our longest episode so far. Content-filled, though, content-filled. Um, we'll get through the week matchups. We'll do them pretty quick for all of you here. Uh, we'll start off with mine. Another loss, two in a row. Not, not, not happy, but I'll tell you what, I'm not, I'm not worried, I would say. Lamar, Lamar had a good game, close to 30. Mondre had a shitty game, seven points. ETN's back to his former self. Ridley's still only seven. Metcalf continues to do well. Goddard's still all right. And Eli Moore actually broke 10 this week, so I'm okay with it. Michael Thomas, a typical 11. Then the Jets' defense, not much to it. Um, Tank Dell dropped 25 on my bench. I will say that. So, I mean, that was a rough one. But then again, fucking Cabo. 
give credit where credit's due. I love the guy. What a game for him. Tyreek, 30. Olave, 18. Kittle, 16. And I'll tell you what. Thank God he didn't have Devin McCain on that fucking uh, on that fucking starting roster because he dropped 51, and that would have been fucking brutal. So I'll just briefly go over my game because I don't want to talk about it. I only lost by 53 points this week. Okay, not as bad. Um, We've had worse. We've had worse. Madison, actually, I called him out earlier. He actually had the best game for me. Put up 20 and 93, 5 for 32 receptions. Uh, Gabe Davis caught one pass. Thank God it was a touchdown. Um, one for four, 35 touch or 35 yards and a touchdown. Derek Henry didn't do anything for me. Josh Jacobs didn't have a horrible game. Only put up 11. Not like any of this mattered because I was going to get killed either way. Yeah, Bolt Up. Uh, Bolt Up had Keenan Allen put up 45 points. Laporta. And Sam Laporta. The rest of his team, honestly, like. Not as great. Not as great. I mean. Not awful. Not great, though. Without the without Keenan Allen, I mean, it would have been less of a blowout. It would have been less of a blowout. Uh, uh, Burrow, you know, putting up only nine points, I might consider a change at quarterback. Uh, yeah, we have talked about that. Yeah, so um, I don't know what I'm going to do there. Yeah, they are playing the Titans next week. That's helpful. And Burrow had a decent game, all things considered. Uh, I mean, just couldn't find the end zone. He couldn't, but they finally did. So yeah, um, hand that ball off to Mixon. He's running it right now. Yeah. So um, the rest of my team didn't do anything. Darren Waller didn't do anything. I picked up the Seahawks defense. They gave up twenty seven points against Andy Dalton. So the Red Rocket. Uh, that was a swing and a miss. But let's move on to uh oh, and uh, congratulations, both up. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I uh, I talked my trash. I did. But um, yeah. No, that I that I should probably stop doing that honestly, because that was the second year in a row I've done that, and uh, I paid the price for it. So I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm gonna just keep my mouth shut for now. Let's move on to uh, we already talked about the team gay one, full chubs and J minor. Fucking full chubs, dude. Full chubs. Welcome back. What a game. Now this is all without Nick Chubb, the namesake. Mike Williams done for the year. So that's unfortunate. Put up 7, 121 in a tutty. Put up 25 points. Mm. Jerome Ford had a good game. Put up 19 points. Uh, Marquise Brown had a good game. Hollywood. The real star for, for Genor, Devontae Adams. Tay. 13 catches. And I had him in another league, so I'm fairly pleased about this. I believe I have him in my family. Yes. So 13 catches. He was targeted 20 times by uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. 172 yards, two touchdowns. And they lost. They lost to Pittsburgh because Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. But Ooh. that's that's aside from the point. Uh, Deshaun Watson put up 21. And, and Jay Miner didn't even have that bad of a game. You know, he had wow, Herbert, 129 points. Ken Walker, 30 points. What killed him is his flexes. The flexes, flexes did not perform to a decent enough standard to yeah. make it an even closer game. Well, Brees Hall, the Jets' offense is a mess. And Drake London, I'd argue, I mean, the Falcons suck. Actually, I can't even say they suck. I don't they're know just, if they they're suck. They're stupid. Yeah. They're, they're not using Bijan. They're not using Kyle Pitts. Their quarterback arguably is the most mid-quarterback I think I've ever watched. Desmond like, fucking Ritter. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing for Jay Miner, and I don't really understand this move here, to be honest with you, is Romeo Dubes on the bench. What's he doing? 
I mean, he I sure he only put up five last week, but I mean the eighteen in week one against a uh, against the Chicago Bears defense should have given him the confidence, I think, to at least play him against New Orleans. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why he still has Kadarius Tony on his bench either. Yeah, that's that's a little but, it's a bit of a weird setup. But I can't talk too much. J Minor I win three. He's also missing Saquon right now, which, mm-hmm. you know, I mean I don't think Saquon would have been enough to put up the 40 to match him maybe he would have but probably not let's go to team jp and let james cook team jp 154 points he had raheem moster who should be a property or who should be with the commission he should be with the commission um beside that i mean 2-2 atwell had a decent game the bills defense really won this game yeah uh four picks Nine sacks, one fumble, and a touchdown. Put up 33 points. Against the Washington Commanders. And, and the rest of his team, I mean, didn't even really do that well. It was just those two combined for, like, and, 75 points. And if you're let James Cook, this is just a rough schedule start, I think, for him. That I, His team did. You put up 136 and lost. I mean, well. that's still. He had one of the higher scores of the week, and he lost the game. Mm-hmm. Um, put up more points than both up. I think the up. thing for him is he just he's getting rough matchups. Uh I mean, he beat me again. Good matchup for him because my team's pretty ass right now. But uh, but JP, JP's just he's he's just on the roll right now, man. He took that loss to me in week one and took it with a grain of salt and came fucking back. So JP on the roll. Now let's uh let's look at Mike Hawkhurst really bagging Team Ash. Team Ash just another mid performance. Put up a hundred and seven mid. Um. Not even much to say about this. This game was really boring, actually. But Mahomes did pretty well. Amari Cooper did pretty well. Uh, that's pretty much it. Eagles defense did pretty well. Dolls name roll two and one on the year. I will. Uh, I'll. I'll take the last game right here. All right. Um, Fifty Shades, three and zero, on a on a streak. They're hot off coming off the chip. That if they play bolt up, is that next week? Uh, no, they play me next week. Okay, well, when they play both up, that could be a very interesting game. I would, I'm very excited for that game. Um, hopefully, I can beat them. Uh, you know, I think I think we can get a chance if uh, some moves I have going on in the back work. I think we might be able to get them. Again, we need certain people to uh, respond. But uh, <coughs> went over Broncos country. Uh, Broncos country. If I'm them, I'm uh, I'm not upset. It was a rough a rough uh, rough loss. You know, came down to Monday night though. Uh, what do we have? Twenty six point six for Kirk Cousins for Fifty Shades. Any other standout? Justin Jefferson found the end zone for the first time this year, which is kind of a crazy stat to me. Uh, Kelsey sixty nine in a tutty. Wonder nice. why. Uh, Mike Evans sixty yards in a tutty. Browns defense thirteen definitely helped Ke- out. Kelsey but. put up sixty nine for T Swift. Fuck, I hate that bitch. Um, blank space baby. Uh, yeah, if I had to, if I had to hear another if I had to hear another fucking pun on TV while I was watching that game, I think I was gonna chuck my remote at the TV. But you know, it's whatever. Uh, for Broncos country, Tua uh, after this. Oh Jesus! Don't do this to me. You know. Wow, how do you not like this? Uh, I got PTSD from this shit. Dude, I love this song. Okay. Mid. Mid, oh mid, mid. God. Look at that face. You look like my next mistake. Loves right, a right, game. Right, right, Wanna right. play? Yeah. All right, fine. I've had my phone. 
Uh, Tua, the it's not. It hasn't been a, a good season for the commission so far. I got to look at the bright spots where Tua, I can. Tua puts up. Uh, Tua helps put up seventy against the Broncos. Twenty three for twenty six. Three oh nine. Four touchdowns. Twenty eight points. Chubba Hubbard uh, was his starting running back for whatever reason. He only had one carry for two yards. Uh, McCaffrey continues his dominance as a running back. T. Higgins with a dreadful performance. He had a case of the drops, if I've ever seen him, last night. Uh, DJ Moore, solid. He's been solid for Chicago. Too bad they're a poverty franchise. Kyle Pitts, not anything super crazy. Decent enough, uh, 8.7. Debo, 25. Michael Pittman, 16. Steelers, D puts up 11. Adam Thielen on his bench, too, with a 31. So, I mean, you got to think if he, uh, if he had T. Higgins swapped out for Adam Thielen, he, got, he would have had this game. So, I mean, Broncos country, 1-2 and two start. Uh, not much to say about it other than that. 50 Shades looks to continue their win streak next week against me. Um, let's see. We'll finish off with our weekly report. We'll go through it real quick. Best team of the week goes to Full Chubbs with a 156.8. I think you can all assume who the worst team was this week. I don't think we really need to say uh. Um And, hey, you know what? Uh, it is an honor to say that as a, as a collective podcast, you and I hold uh, all of the worst teams of the week. So, I mean, hey, it doesn't really count for much, but, I mean, we can put that on a plaque. Yeah. Um, put that in a, tr- on a, yeah, no, on a belt or something. Players of the week, Jay Herbo, the uh, quarterback over at Jay Minor. Of course, Raheem the Dream with his 45 for JP. Keenan Allen, bolt up, 45 points. Same with Laporta, also for bolt up, 22. And JP with that Bills defense of 33. Bench warmers of the week. Jay Miner also had the best bench warmer of the week for quarterback, 15.36. A cane for Seth Fisher, 51. Thank God he didn't put him in. Um, Buffy with Adam Thielen, a 31 against Seattle. Dalsey and Amaral with Pat Fryermuth at tight end, 13 points. Patriots defense with 10 against the Jets for Ash. League awards, the most efficient manager this week was Ginor in the full chubs. 156.86 out of a possible 156.86. Fucking perfect game for you there. Least efficient manager, however, which does surprise me, was Seth who could have had a max of 188.68 points had he played it correctly. Um, thank God Devin Kane wasn't in the game because I don't think I would have uh, would have been here for this podcast today if he was. Uh, James Deichler was the highest points in a loss, 136 against JP. Bolt Up had the lowest points in a win against you this week, Jay Hart, with 128. Biggest blowout was you versus Bolt Up. Narrowest victory was Del Campo with a slim 10-point win over Buffy. Uh, Justin Porta, the man, the myth, the legend, was the overachiever this week. Only projected 104, came out with 154, and the underachiever was, you can guess who. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, I think that'll be it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram, at Big Daddy Fantasy, and at Big Daddy Fantasy Pod. I have been Cap Therm. And I'm, unfortunately, the commish. And, uh, thank you all for listening. Take care. Bye, Swifties.